0: Let me read the passage out, or at least the first part of it. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the temple. And there was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord had come down from heaven, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were like white as snow. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy. And they ran to tell his disciples, and suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said to them. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for today. We thank you for you coming down here and being with us and living this life with us. And Father, we thank you for raising Jesus from the dead. Jesus, I pray that this blessing, this hope, would sink in with us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, as we think about Easter, it's really about finding the hope of Jesus and finding the hope of the resurrection. And when we say hope in Jesus or hope in the resurrection, sometimes it falls a little flat because we wonder well, how do I find that? (laughs) Or what is that about? And the story sort of guides us, guides our heart to where that all starts. And where it starts with is these two women who have just suffered great pain, are mourning, uh, not just the loss of someone that they care for, that they love for, but all of their hope in life was put on this person. All the hope of change that they had, that they were hoping, that they were seeing, that change was happening. And it all came crashing down. And so it was the loss of a person. It was the loss of hope. And they were really coming with nothing. Nothing but despair and mourning. And in the midst of that, they started getting some hints that something else was happening. And then they saw Jesus. And when they saw Jesus, the hope that hit them was... They didn't have Jesus anymore. He was lost, but now here he is. And he didn't stay with them forever. He was there for just a few days, and then he went up to heaven. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. But what they had was they had a few more days. And that's a powerful thing when you think about it, because we only have a few more days. And you can't grab a hold of more days. You can't make this day happen or that day. Every day is a gift from God. And it's once we start grabbing a hold of that and saying, I want a few more days. Not a few more days of pain. Not a few more days of anguish. Not a few more days of sorrow. I want a few more days of joy and happiness with some of the people that I know and love. That's where the hope starts. Because why do we need a hope in eternity if our hope is just fighting and bickering and and despair? The hope starts with a glimpse here on earth where we get a few more days. And what we don't realize is each one of us is being given a few more days with people that we love, every breath that we take. God's giving it to us. We just don't see it like that. We sort of pass it off. We squander it. We waste it. But God just keeps on giving it to us. He keeps giving us a few more days, even though we don't appreciate it, even though we don't grab a hold of it. But that's where the hope starts. It's only a hope that's there when we start realizing we really do value a few more days. Now what happens is that hope for a few more days, it points to something. And what it points to is a feeling inside of us that says, I I need more than just a few more days. And that's the promise that Jesus has. He says, grab a hold of that here. This gift that God's giving us a few more days, it's pointing to a hope that I'm going to make things right. I'm going to make things good. I'm going to prepare a place for you to call home. And there isn't going to be loss anymore. Whatever it is that we're holding to with a few more days, that'll be eternity. problem is we run from that. We sometimes fight it. And that's where you see the rest of the story going.
1: It says in verse 10, if you guys don't want to read along, and by the way, you guys are beautiful. I wish you could see. You will be able to see from up here. I know we look all right. No, the view looks all right, but you guys are really beautiful. Praise God. Let me read from verse 10. It says, And Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and take word to my brethren to leave for Galilee, and there they will see me. Now, while they were on their way, some of the guard came to the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers and said, you are to say this, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this was a story widely spread among the Jews and is to this day. So there were uh, basically two responses The first response was one where it was one of of joy. There was fear there. There was fear in both responses, but they were also elated, happy, the possibility that don't cry. He is not here. He is risen, just as it is written. He is risen.
0: He is risen indeed.
1: He is risen.
0: He is risen. indeed.
1: He is risen.
0: He is risen indeed.
1: So they took that very first time that anyone's going to hear that these women and the soldiers heard that and they took that and hurried back to share that, whereas the soldiers took it back to the leaders of the people. And they, in their fear response, was anger. Their response was one where they were fighting this and they were making up their own truth. This is what you are to say. We don't care about what happened, you're going to say this. And this is sometimes how we deal with difficult things that are threats to us. We either fight or we run. Fight or flight. You know, we need to stop fighting. We need to stop running. Why do we fight and run so much? I know for me, if life is just one tragedy and trauma after another, then fight or flight is probably the best response to protect yourself. There's nothing else better than to fight or to run or else you're going to get hurt I me. Mean, these streets don't love you. They don't love you. We are out here and we try to do stuff and then bam, we get hit upside the head. Some trauma, some tragedy. We're dealing with this within our own community. This is past month, this past year with bullets, with violence, with virus. It's just nonstop. And then the financial violence, the racism in our country, the brutality of people. It's just so fight or flight is the proper response if that's it. But I think what this passage is bringing up, and Dennis will bring us home after these next couple of songs, is, is is there a reason to not fight anymore, to not run anymore? Is Jesus giving us a reason to look beyond the fight and flight response, to have our hearts open like these women first had the courage to do, that when the angel said to him, he is risen, their response was, he perhaps has risen indeed. He has risen indeed. And that's, that's the hard journey. That's the hard path. Because our natural response in this world to a cold world of trauma and tribulation and tragedy is to run and is to fight. But I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I'm tired of that. I want to see something more where we can give ourselves and it can be given unto us as well. I'd like to ask you to continue to lean in in this passage. We're going to just pause on this. We're going to sing a few more songs. We're going to have a time where we'll bring the youth up to pray for them. We're going to have a moment of silence. We're going to do these things before we uh, culminate the service in the baptism. All right. The story of
0: the resurrection ends with these words. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had pulled them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him but some doubt it. Then Jesus came and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Uh, Jesus is perfectly fine with doubt. And there's really no way to move forward without doubt. We're all going to have doubts, uh, because most of the time, we, if we're honest, we, we just really don't know what's going on. Jesus is comfortable with doubt, and becoming a follower of Jesus, and baptism, we're going to have some baptisms here. What, what it really is, is saying, Jesus, I don't really know all the things that are going on, but I know this, I'm going to give it all to you, and see what you do with it. And that's what the baptism is. It's a hope of the resurrection, a hope that we're putting on Jesus' shoulders to bear and saying, Jesus, wherever it is you go, wherever it is you lead me, whatever it is you do around me, I'm going to throw in with you and move forward with you.